0: You know, you guys should do, like, thumbnails and some other thingy, like... Uh...
1: Like the youtube kind of thumbnails? Where the yeah. guy's going...
2: everyone and welcome to royal path i'm your host andrew and tonight i'm gonna to here to ask uh, or i'm gonna ask and i'm here to ask father turbo and cyprian what is a food that you guys ate as a kid that you would never eat now it's just McDonald's. kind of McDonald's, mcdonald's right off the bat father's got same it. same yeah
3: yep exact okay. same <laughs>
2: yeah that was I, easy yeah done all right so here's the deal i when i was a kid i used to take three hot dogs and heat them up and pour ketchup mustard and curry on top of them and like it was like my favorite snack in the entire world and looking back now i'm just like i don't think i don't on top of that i wouldn't eat that i don't think i could eat that i think that would be the rest of my day it's just like recovering from that meal right there same with McDonald's, because last time I had McDonald's, I was pretty gosh darn sick afterwards. Cause I started eating meat again. It's like, oh, there's all this food I haven't had in a long time. Maybe McDonald's is nope. 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 Was not good. Was not For good. me,
1: the absolute worst thing, the nightmare thing that they have there that I ate a lot as a kid is chicken nuggets. <sighs> now, now I think they've changed the chicken nuggets now in recent years because they were just so bad. Um, but th- it was pretty bad. Like they that what whatever they were serving when I was a kid was horrible.
2: You know who actually has halfway decent chicken nuggets, and we can move on. This doesn't have to be a whole discussion. Mm. Wendy's. Yeah. Wendy's chicken nuggets are actually not too bad. I remember having them and being like, if I'm on the road, it's an emergency, this is what I'm getting. Like I'm have getting you guys a-
1: ever had raisin canes? Do they have those out by you guys?
2: Yeah, we do. Yeah,
1: we were just talking about it. Woo.
2: <laughs> so, is it good. I
1: think they might put crack in those things. Father, <laughs> you don't it's like really it. Really good.
0: <laughs> I mean, when I when I first got out here, I was like, oh man, raising Cane's because us like a novelty. But as time's gone on, I was talking to Asher about this. It's like their menu's so limited, you yeah. know. Uh, but they they give you Texas toast, which is good.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know who I had and i was genuinely shocked by how good it was one and how i would probably as popeyes i was oh, popeyes
1: like, is great
2: i know i've never had popeyes before and i had it for father's day last year and i was like oh my gosh everything from like that like spicy gravy that they put on the mashed potatoes it's like just got this little kick to it did you have the red beans and rice red beans and rice are phenomenal i have the red uh, and the dirty
1: good.
0: rice oh so good. yeah
2: only problem is my kids do not like it. They don't like a single thing except for the no, that
0: means you get all of it. No problem.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I know. But I feel bad as they're looking at me with their tear streaked, like dirty faces. And I'm sitting there like, here, eat my chicken bone. And I like throw it at them. I yeah. it's just not right. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Worse than McDonald's. But also, um their biscuits. Like I was like, oh my gosh. So I always thought kfc or whoever i don't mm. know who had the best biscuits but i was like i think popeyes might actually be up there so
1: when i was in college i went uh vegetarian is, i went off meat when i was in college lame. And, and yeah very lame and my go-to i remember the popeyes in adams morgan in dc because i went to school in dc the popeyes in adams morgan and i would get fries and red beans and rice and i would dip my fries in the red beans and rice like use the fries as a scoop in the oh, red beans and rice. <laughs> oh, oh, i was like i don't need meat i'm good i'm good
2: <laughs> you know i forgot about the fries and then this is the last question i'll ask of the fast i think maybe i've asked this before but i don't care of the fast food chains who has the best fries
0: in and out no. Well, you have asked they, it before. We asked it. They have the worst fries. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't with you guys. <laughs> they have the worst fries, man. I I, yeah. Who's the mean, best? The, father.
2: In the studio, the tension is palpable. I'm
0: <laughs> not. I mean, Del Taco's got some pretty good. Fries.
1: They do. They do. Not gonna lie. They do.
2: I would say Popeyes. Yeah. I love, I love me some
1: Popeyes
0: is up there,
1: bro.
2: Yeah, they're,
0: now up they're there. up
1: there. But have you had Del Taco, Andrew? No, 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 no. Oh. Yeah, Del Taco fries are pretty bomb. And this is exactly what we came to on the last time you asked it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, I, I said, In and Out. Just... Father said Del Taco. I agreed. Yeah, Del Taco's bomb. There's no question about it. Yeah. <laughs> I can taste terrible. them in my mouth right now. That's right,
2: oh, man. In
0: yeah. and Out is like ooh, like. You're lucky you got a double double because the fries are. Oh, I
2: love. The What's fries. okay, so the
0: fries are just filler. They're just there to to, <laughs> to fill you up so that you don't eat like three double doubles. That's all it exists for. They're terrible. They're soggy. They're so vegetarian.
2: Oh, I love them. I love them. So then, father, so I know that that uh,
0: my... you know when you go to shake someone's hand, you go shake a man's hand, and it's a a wet <laughs> <deadly> dead fish. <laughs> That's like eating.
1: In, an, In uh, and Out fries,
3: like, no. <laughs> like what is this?
1: Yeah. Oh man, oh, I I don't know. I love
2: them. Um, I love them. Your uh, Papadia loves the fries from Poncho's, and ever since I've had them, or ever since I've seen them, I have. Well, she like, loves
0: the carne fries.
2: So that's what I'm saying. That she specifically mentioned oh, the carne no. fries to me, no. and I've like wanted to eat them ever since my daughter was born because I kept having this plan of like so like two months ago, two and a half months ago, I, like wanting to go get them. And then, father, are you a fan of those? Like oh, the yeah. carne? Fr- oh, they're good. I turned
0: her, I turned her on to them.
2: Okay, all right, there you go. <laughs> well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. All right, enough of that, guys. Stop talking about fast food, father. Mm. Um, I gave father no warning. I'm going to ask him this question. But I'm going to ask him this question, so don't blame him. We have content, but I've been meaning to ask this for like a month now. Hey, Father, what's the deal with unicorns? What's Good up? Question.
0: That's weird.
2: Yeah. Is it though? Is it? Well,
0: yeah, because they got brought up at the dinner table tonight. I don't know.
2: No. And it's not. It's not odd. It's God. So.
0: Well, the unicorn is a is an. Uh ancient symbol for for christ um like a later ref later reference would be like the medieval period but yeah it's a symbol for christ um and yeah i wasn't prepared for all that yeah uh, sorry i didn't have like a i can't give you like an exhaustive deep mythological dive on it
2: but sure that's okay yeah. um So are they a good or a bad thing? Because like, is it just like any other animal? It's both good and bad because there's a part in the Psalms, specifically the Psalms I'm reading right now, where David's talking about the horn of the unicorn is like beating him down or something like that, that he's like being attacked by lions and the the horn of the unicorn um, is like trampling him. I can't remember it. Something like that. Like, is it just like any other animal or because I know that it's a somewhat mythological creature they tend to have like quote unquote like magical.
1: Wait, wait, but is it mythological? That's really my question.
2: Well, were they like,
1: real,
2: or well, is it like a symbol? I mean,
1: he's talking about a lion. Lions real. Yeah, why would he? Why would he just be? Is he talking about dragons?
2: Yeah, but he also David oftentimes refers to demons as animals. The lion is roaring after me. You know, like you mm-hmm. know. So maybe there's some kind of symbolic something behind unicorns. That uh, represent some kind of speci- specific spiritual pain or some specific spiritual mm. struggle. I'm not sure. Um, so, like I said, i I didn't give time. I didn't give Father a heads up at all. But I didn't know if there was something that was particular that we needed to know about them vis a vis Christ. So, other than, but it sounds like Father gave us the answer. So, so besides that,
1: I want. I do want to say something though. About unicorns. That's very interesting. Um, My daughters, like so many other girls, clearly are obsessed with unicorns. Mm. And now I don't think we never like pushed unicorn things on them. I don't know that they were ever. There's something there. I mean, you you know what I mean? Oh, there is. My sister was
0: obsessed with unicorns. I mean, I mean,
1: obsessed. Obsessed, yeah. my daughters are obsessed,
0: and it's not like a commercial.
1: I mean, we live here, it's not like unicorns are pushed on them, but they they seek out unicorn things, they want unicorn things. Kim
2: Jong il was support, supposedly born in a cave full of unicorns, so See? there's something there. Wait, which one's still alive? Is it Kim Jong un, un, un? Is alive, un. Il is not. Yeah, I wonder if he had a license to ill. <laughs> I'm just kidding. so anyway, he
1: didn't he so, didn't need one. He was a dictator. No. He was the one issuing the licenses.
2: Man, <laughs> man. I'm just gonna say, all right, so we're gonna move on. So um, Cyprien had proposed that we talk about that there's this um, Jordan Peterson video where mm-hmm. him and Pajo
1: mm-hmm.
2: okay, and Pajot. yeah, yeah, him and Pajot are speaking with a uh, Muslim guy.
1: Well, to be fair, yeah. the, the, the video says Jordan Peterson, Jonathan Pajot, and Muhammad Hijab. So for people who don't know Muhammad Hijab, he is a, um, I think he considers himself to be like a Muslim scholar, but he's kind of like, if you could imagine, like the radical Muslim Andrew Tate. <laughs> okay that's basically what he is he's like a youtube influencer he's i mean he's from what i can tell he is quite knowledgeable in terms of the quran in terms of islamic history i don't know if he's if he would be if other islamic scholars would call him a scholar but he's about as close to that as you're going to get in terms of like a young relatively young youtube personality and he's uh very emblematic of this sort of um, UK I don't want to use the term like radical Muslim but I think that that's what out, people who you know outside of that would go but the types of guys who would go off and join ISIS who are from UK he's like emblematic of kind of like that group with like very kind of anti West anti-Jewish certainly anti-globalists kind of a, I, I don't know, Muslim, I don't know, Muslim nationalist, if that, a radical Muslim, basically, right? And Jordan Peterson, the video is called, which is crazy that the video is called this because that's not what it turned out to be. It's called uh, Talking to Muslims about Christ, Muhammad Hijab and Jonathan Pajot. And the thing that came up to me is, as I saw this, is that basically jordan peterson and muhammad hijab spend the whole time talking about christ and we don't really hear much about christ from the orthodox christian who's sitting there and so i thought maybe one of the things that we could do perhaps is sort of answer some of the things that came up i don't know father if you're if you're kind of up to that if we can just go through and kind of just react to it because we've talked about jordan peterson did you see the whole thing have you seen the whole thing i've 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 basically watched the it. whole I've basically watched the whole thing. A lot of it is like, you know, the kind of Petersonian navel gazing, like mm. getting into the symbology and stuff and mm. a lot of it is that. But there's a middle section that I wanted to sort of go through that we can react to where they're talking about uh Christ in Islam and just Christ in general and yeah, I mean, I, I I was hoping that we could kind of go through it because I think even I myself and then there's some other people as well who people in my around me in my circle who kind of get um, and we've briefly touched on it who like get mystified by when they learn that like, oh, Muslims like believe in Jesus and his miracles. Yeah. Oh, they venerate his mother oh they believe that he's coming back at the end of days like what is all of this yeah right and they're like oh i think maybe islam is okay yeah
0: that's 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 a real trap
1: right and so i thought maybe this would be a good like entree for us to go and be like okay here's here's the problem here's the problem here's uh, is that Mm -hmm. could we start there i mean you know we could go anywhere
0: yeah okay
2: isn't andrew tate muslim didn't he end up muslim seriously i thought so i thought he like touched his know. own orthodoxy then moved on to being a muslim he certainly
1: I mean, doesn't talk like a like a, he's not an observant muslim that's for sure all the things yeah. that he talks about
2: i don't know what that
4: means
0: i mean i don't know he he was i saw one thing where he was talking about orthodoxy because he's in romania and um like i seen a video where he like made the sign of the cross really awkwardly and weird you know So, I I, who knows? Who knows?
2: I I thought he ended up, you know, just just gonna check real quick.
1: (laughs) You're gonna check on Andrew Tate being a Muslim,
2: Andrew Tate, Muslim, Islam Fixes All from September 14th, 2001. Prominently featured as Andrew Tate with a shirt unbuttoned three times down.
1: That's what I'm saying. what's (laughs) what's
2: <laughs> i mean andrew tate The he, like andrew tate doesn't become muslim muslim becomes andrew tate so that's said? How, no i'm just saying oh yeah he's, kinda,
1: he's 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 taken over the uh chuck norris meme at this point <laughs> sure. remember because yeah, all chuck norris but it's like chuck's too old now so andrew tate which, which which makes sense kickboxer the whole nine you know what i mean there's kind of there's yeah. something there okay so um father so this is about i think there's a a good i think we can go till about the time that jonathan pajot talks which is about 10 minutes um and i think just at any time maybe we can just father if you want to stop it or andrew or whatever if we want to just stop and like clarify some things um word yeah okay word so this is there the, the it's it's in these little chapters and it says uh, this chapter says, Islam recognizes Jesus, but not the Son of God. So I'm just going to start there on this section.
3: And how in- incongruent it was with scientific narratives. You went to a pastor, you said, or a church cleric yeah. or something, and then you left the church. Now, I've got yeah. a question. Do you still have the same position, or have you changed your position?
4: Well, I've changed my position a lot. I was only 13 then, you know, and oh, okay. I, was, I was caught up in in the battle you know to insofar it was manifested in me when i was 13 i was caught in the battle between enlightenment rationality and traditional mm. narrative belief yes. i had yes. no idea how to reconcile those two things do, do you feel
3: like you can do that now i'm
4: doing my best to
3: reconcile Sorry, let me be more yes more and i think yeah. well i certainly can do it a lot more than i did when i was 13. let me give you an example right this this point when you were 13 i think you were thinking straight i'll be uh, sorry to be very straight (laughs) it's hard to believe that someone is
4: disagreeable with you as you manage that because
3: someone with an iq of 180 or whatever you have yeah someone of your intelligence when you were when you were 13 you probably had an iq of i don't know 120 or something yeah so you was you were operating like my friend over here ali dawa on his level Well, at the age of 13. but what i was going to say was that you know the reason why I think you are... saying because look at the Trinity, for example. Look at the schisms. Now this goes to your specialism. That the idea of three all-powerful entities, that Jesus is all powerful, that the Father is all powerful, the Son is all powerful, and the Holy Spirit is all powerful, but there's not all one uh, there's not three all-powerfuls, there's one all-powerful. You have one ultimately willing being, which is a person, which is Jesus, and another person which is ultimately willing, which is the Son. The Quran says about this it says, min in chapter twenty three verse number ninety one it says that Allah has not taken any son and he does he did not have any creator with him. had that been the case they would have stripped one another for what they've, they would have competed and tried to outstrip one another for power. meaning this idea of three all powerful persons is unintelligible, to say the least. The I idea that Jesus Christ... Christ, Christ. Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, this is... Because what, what, he's doing some, some weird...
0: Well, there's a couple things that are going on. Like, you're, you're dealing with... Um, you're dealing with certain... Um, sociological
1: <laughs>
0: tools. Right. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with certain um certain aspects of like uh him being a rhetorician, you know the, the
1: rhetorical I mean, tools and you could tell tools. and he's playing and he knows he's playing those yeah. two guys too. Like Bobby. for
0: instance, like I'll just give you a real low-hanging fruit. When he jumps into the Arabic,
1: that's exactly
0: it the Arabic is not is a is a kind of you know, um, you know, in Gladiator when uh Russell Crow Gladiator when um the emperor um joaquin phoenix you know, like stabs him
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh right before they go on on stage whatever mm-hmm. that's kind of like the equivalent of him doing that mm-hmm. because what he's doing is it's it's very similar to uh, appeal to authority mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he shows his mastery of like i have this leg up of i have a language And this Mm -hmm. language, therefore, is a symbol of my access to a whole essential universe of information and knowledge that you don't have. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to use it in such a way in this public debate to really kind of like undermine and cripple you. So it's it's a type of poisoning of the well. It's a it's a it's a call to authority. It's all those things. And, you know, they don't even they don't even catch it. (laughs) i mean
1: mean, the the interesting and i mean if if i honestly if i was sitting but again it's like even to not play those games but the thing of like sitting there and you know the question out of my mouth would have been like can i just stop you for a minute um why did you do why did you do the arabic yeah just now
3: yeah Yeah. because
1: like i i don't i don't know if you know i don't speak arabic
3: yeah
1: i don't know dr peterson do you speak arabic no um yeah. I don't think most of the audience probably speaks Arabic. I'm just wondering, you told it to us in English after that. Right. Um why did why you, did you why did you do it in Arabic?
0: Yeah, you know. What was another, that about? The, another thing to kind of pay attention to is you know, he he did a real quick um, strong manning, iron manning uh Pajot's character. Yeah. So he's like, "Hey, you're the expertise on this." Boom boom. boom. Oh, he
1: did it to Peterson too. He you said, "You've I mean? got 180 yeah. IQ." And when you were right.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh No, he's he's very he's he's completely outmatched them from a rhetorical standpoint. There's no question about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think I just would have been like, yeah, this isn't happening. Like, you can film me walking off, but like, this isn't happening. Like, I'm not going to debate this with you. I don't care if I look stupid. I'm not doing this. Like, you are an abrasive personality. You clearly, there's nothing I can say to change your heart. Yeah. And I'm going to get you. And you're actually going to end up blaspheming by me talking with you. And I don't want to be culpable for your sin. So I'm going to. Yes. Yes.
1: That was my exact, my exact thought. Like, I think, I think it would be different if somebody had, you know, if somebody was a. The person that came to my mind immediately was like Father Peter Hears, mm-hmm. right? Where it's oh. like, where it's like, because then Father Peter Hears could be like, okay, we could do this. Let me give you the Greek, right? And then I'll and then I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll give it to you in English, okay? Yeah. Like that would be the only situation wherein it would be like, oh, ah, I see where you're misunderstanding. Here's how yeah. you're being heretical right now. Let yeah. me because I think what because one of the things that he does is he misrepresents the Trinity as
0: well. I mean, di- didn't. Oh, yeah, he totally. Well, he does because all Muslims do. <laughs> Forgive me, because all Muslims do.
2: So. Wasn't there a part in the Quran where it said that the Mother of God was part of the Trinity or something like that? I thought. Well, like... they,
1: they don't believe in the Trinity. They don't
2: acknowledge they
0: the, Trinity. In the Trinity. Well,
2: according to the Christians, they say, according to Christians, the Mother of God was like part of the Trinity or something
0: know. like that. See, this thought... gets. This gets... You know, we're just it's dicey here because I am not an mm-hmm. expert in Islam. I'm not like a I'm not like an Islamic apologist, you know. Like there's some good good points that I'm aware of, you know what I mean? Um, but the strength of this, I mean it's kinda hard because right, we're in a weird trap, because the strength of this is really gonna be kind of critiquing Jonathan Pajot, which you know, we all kind of like are loath to do, don't wanna do that. But at the same token, it's kind of like I gotta have to say something because who else who has the who has such an audience right now? Nobody. Like the the largest there's the what uh one, two, three. So the four largest audiences mm. for orthodoxy are Patriarch Kirill, <laughs> mm-hmm. you yeah. know what I mean? Vladimir yeah. Putin, uh mm-hmm. Jonathan Bajo, and Jordan Peterson. Yeah. I mean that's what you're stuck with in, in regards of the world encountering Christ.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Cause like, you mm-hmm. don't want to fall in that trap of making some dichotomy, some unfortunate, you know, false dichotomy between Christ and orthodoxy, but like you guys get what I'm saying. So like, mm-hmm. those are, those are the representatives, you know what I mean? Like those are the people who have, you know, just quantity mm-hmm. um, the volume of, of ears you know, and eyes. So for, and this is, you know, people don't want to hear this. And and I think that's the thing. It's like for, I haven't seen it yet. I I haven't seen what Cyprian's going to bring up, but like, you know, if he's not coming up with something, then I'm just going to say that's problematic because this guy. Well, Habibi, well, father, father, forgive, Habibi, me, forgive me. Habibi, I'll just, let me say this real quick. Habibi, yes. You know, he's that. That's a joke, by the way. If you know, it. yes, yes. Habibi, yes. Uh, Habibi, no. like many Muslims, he's not he's not playing around, no. and he, and I, I've seen this happen so many times. this This type of um this type of approach, and so it's it's very much. This is kind of like a little snapshot of how the church found herself. Not that I want to say the church is represented by John DePazio or Jordan Peterson, but how the church found herself in 2020 it's like yeah oh you don't even know you're in a fight i mean that was so much of a conversation it's like oh oh you don't even know you're in a fight do you you know like everyone just kind of like getting molested by the powers and principalities via the state they didn't even realize what was going on you know some still don't you know Mm -hmm. so it's like watching that in real time
1: father as a bigger principle as a bigger principle. Cause I think this is what, this is what kind of, when I saw this, what kind of viscerally got me. Yeah. And I think that this is a, this is like a larger principle and I, and I need to know where's, where's, where am I? Cause I know I'm somewhere off here because I probably should have been more dispassionate cause it got me viscerally. Right. But it's like, for someone in, I'm sitting here, this is a large platform, millions of potential people watching, for whatever I know about the Trinity, what I know is he got the Trinity wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. If I just sit there and do nothing, like what is? I guess I guess what I'm wondering is like we would be culpable. This is, t- like this, part is part
3: is this is what I'm asking. This is what I'm asking. This of like... is what I'm asking.
1: Yes. What? Where do, Where does my? Where does my responsibility as actually... a Christian lie?
2: There's actually like a really rich vein here that I think we kind of just stumbled on is like, what is our role when mm-hmm. we are challenged by our mm-hmm. faith? Like what, what happens when a person comes to you and says like, no. Okay. So like an example would be like one of the first priests Orthodox priests I ever met said that they used to meet for a Bible study. And one day at a restaurant or something, let's say IHOP, and they're sitting there at IHOP like eating, breakfast or whatever having a bible study and a muslim guy walked by and said pointed at each one of their bibles and he said "Hmm, four different translations and he held up a quran and said there's only one translation of this and then like walked off you know like what like what what is our role then as a person i mean i know what i would do in that situation and what i have done is like i'm not debating this with you like i'm not debating this with you like i you know i don't want to be you don't
0: have to see here's no that's there's nothing theological there well, well, well not even just well, conversation. Well the thing is the thing is it's all about context. Like you mm-hmm. don't have to because you're eating an IHOP right guys trying to pick a fight. That's one right. thing. When you're invited to the context of a debate, <laughs> that's different. Right? Yeah. Like we can't that like that's that's totally different. You know what I'm saying? So I hit decline. Yeah, next. I mean, well, you
1: could you could decline, right? You could be like, well, I don't feel that I have the theological chops to do right. this. I don't feel like And Jonathan Pageau at a certain point does say, "Oh, well, I've seen videos." So Jonathan Pageau had seen videos of this guy. Like he had seen videos of him, right? So, so it's he like
2: going to be antagonistic.
1: Oh, the, he specifically says, "I've seen videos of you out in public threatening violence against non-Muslims." Well, what
0: was his response to that?
1: He was like, oh, well, what
2: are you going to do? <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> I mean, because like, this is interesting. I don't know if this is even going to work. I'm going to try to tie it into. No,
1: I'll tell Father, I'll tell you what his response was, actually. That was his first response. What his response to them was, have I ever had any? He's like, well, you say violence, but have I ever had any cases against me? Have I ever had any legal uh, action against me? me have a exactly but that was his that was his response back
0: you weren't caught homie. yeah that was his that was
1: his response back he was trying well what he was trying to say was well millions of people have seen my videos millions of people have seen what you say me inciting violence have i do i have any cases against me for inciting violence in public
0: yeah yeah see i I mean i think the thing is first of all let's just get some things on the table right Mm. real path moment uh What's the problem with Islam? The problem with Islam is they deny the Christ. Amen. So some people on the way right, they just like, they can't, they, I mean, they can't handle it because of their xenophobia. And I don't throw that word around lightly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, I'm not into burqas, but like the problem isn't the burqa. You know what I mean? Uh, the problem is the den- the denial of Christ. Because where people get all hung up on Islam they get hung up on like cultural things which are whatever because i'll find nasty cultural things anywhere i'll find sure them. like you sure. can do that so sure. we just we just want to really get to some of the core things right it's it it it's the doctrine of demons it's a christian heresy it's not you know what i mean it it we have to really be we have to kind of like hold where we need to hold cuz all the other stuff that like people get caught up in it never it never allows someone to really see the point. Like so many mm-hmm. debates just kind of get around these insular like moments, you know.
1: Well, he he he's gonna go on to deny Christ right here, like and he's gonna lay out the denial. Should we should we check that out and
0: then pull it apart? I guess. Yeah. I mean <laughs> it's just hard to you it's know to
2: listen to you. I mean yeah,
0: you like want to smack the you know
1: like well, I mean this the well the the, the, the I think one going. of the one of the important parts here is that all of us are sitting here saying this is hard to listen to and if I was it's in the room I, I wouldn't I wouldn't remain I would never remain it. silent but you know it's there's there
0: a is sweet tea <laughs> yeah, for
1: real. there is a there is an orthodox thought leader and influencer in the room so we oh, can we man. can see we response
3: for, I know that there are schisms and there's difference of opinion among Christians. But the, the fact that you have this human nature where Jesus is walking and he sees the tree and he can't eat from the tree. Uh, he doesn't know that the tree is uh, in season or not, or that he doesn't know when the hour is or whatever it may be. The Quran says it very clearly, <inaudible> him and his mom used to eat food. This proposition that they are limited and unlimited at the same time is un- it's a contradiction. It's an affront to logic. That's this will cause you cognitive dissonance, because if you want to be a rational actor and you want to be, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be a rational actor. But you do when you do your scientific experiment. That's true. So So why'd you. That's what he
2: chooses to argue. Like, that's what Peter
3: said. Well, and and also
1: and also, uh, Father, when I saw this, I wanted to specifically ask you about being a rational actor, because the church says we are rational. The church says that 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 we are rational
0: yes but but how the church defines rational ah very good how he which is kind of which is funny because he's the way they define rational is the same way that the west defines rational Mm -hmm. which is not the same way the east is defining rational right Mm -hmm. so they're defining rational in regards of you know um when you say
1: they you're talking about uh muhammad hijab and jordan peterson you're not talking about Yes. Okay. And they're defining say, it in a Western way.
0: Correct. When we say rational, we're talking about the, we're talking about, the news, the intelligent aspect of of mind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being a, really discernment, right? Mm-hmm. When they say rational, they're talking about really the kind of like faculties of man exclusively, the the something that is ordered according to man's limited perspective. Whereas for us, that's that's why like we would say like like the noetic insight or philocolic knowledge, quote unquote, you know, like there are these things that the the paradoxes within orthodoxy are the revelation of the divinity. Mm-hmm. Because we 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 enter into them and, and those who are born of the spirit of God can discern these things because the natural man can't discern the things of the spirit. They're natural men. They're not men of the spirit. Mm. And so that's why we can enter into certain things and be like, oh, it makes perfect sense. This is the revelation of God, because these paradoxes, not contradictions, paradoxes reveal that.
1: And and that's where and that's where he's trying to set up the idea of limited and unlimited or visible and invisible as a contradiction, as opposed to a paradox, because we do live in a world of visible and invisible. Mm -hmm where things are visible and invisible. We do live in a world where things are limited and unlimited.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and the thing is, is this is where things about like the scandal of the cross and, you know, so much of what's found in, in the epistle of Hebrews and all throughout the pastoral epistles, you know, about just the scandal of the cross. Like, how is it that God became man? The incarnation is like, what? Like, it doesn't make sense. And so for a lot of people now, because we're so far removed from the ancient world and ancient mindset and, you know, philosophy in particular, people don't understand how crazy it is for Christianity to claim that no, God became man, that the, that the, the spirit of God, God, right. The, the, the creator of all things became incarnate. That is just madness, Mm -hmm. right? People lose sight of that. And so because they lose sight of it, they're easily. It's one aspect of potentially being sideswiped in these type of arguments, because then you don't know what to really latch onto. But if you understand the scandal in which Christianity was nestled in, in the ancient world, then you understand why that why Muslims go to these points. You know what I mean? And then it's easy like, oh, and then you start just you lean into the paradox, and then you start saying, well, yeah, this is why what you have is. A moralistic, you know human religious system that justifies your appetites. and what we are involved with is the unification with the living God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everything that you're everything that you're about, everything that Islam is about is is nothing but, you know, When people when atheists it's it's funny to me, when atheists and other people talk about, you know, Christianity as this kind of like giant hoax that's perpetrated on people for the sake of control. I'm like, oh, you mean Islam? That's what Islam is.
2: For real. Islam
0: is this is this total obviously very worldly, you know, fleshly system that's designed to control people. I mean, it's pretty clear that's that's what was used mm-hmm. for to unite the tribes. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? There's nothing otherworldly about it, and There's-
1: to unite the tribes under Muhammad,
0: correct. specifically,
1: correct. Specific, correct. So, correct. Father, isn't I mean, isn't this is this is what stands out to me about? Because I've heard this from Muslims before, where they're like, "It's irrational that God could become man, or it's irrational that an unlimited being could limit him, could limit himself, could condescend." But to me, that seems like that is actually the measure of uh, of supreme omnipotence. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, no, that's it, the it, measure not, of
0: that's, that's the point of the cross. <laughs> yeah, that it's the point of the cross. Like that. That's why that, that just it proves the point. Like yeah, because that's he's why he is God. If he, he can do
2: that. Then he's not limitless.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And exactly. I, so if your God can't do that, your God's not God. Your God sucks. I tell you in this imaginary argument. That this imaginary debate, if I hadn't have walked out in an alternate universe where I'm sitting there instead of Peugeot and Pearson, that why I got so like that's the point, he argues, is the subtle little jab. If I heard correctly, his jab at Christ saying he didn't know if it was in season or he didn't know like mm-hmm. about the tree, like, oh, as though he doesn't have the knowledge of what that tree is and that he couldn't that like maybe it was just it wasn't the time of year for him to grab fruit in Christ.
0: Well, first and, of all, just stop right there. He knew that it was not in season. You know what I mean? That's 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 part of the that's part of the parable, actually. That's That's part of him showing his power, is that
2: that's where I would jump in. Not well, I don't want to be a rational actor. That's not where I jump in. I jump in and oh no, 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 no. He knew exactly what he was doing.
0: Yeah, but but
2: Peterson does that because he
1: doesn't know the scriptures.
0: He doesn't know the scriptures, and and I I mean, I don't know, like this is tough. I don't want to like start some kind of open war with Pajot or anything like that, but like Listen, if you don't know, again the context is like if you're going on a show and you know what you're up against, then I mean to just go there. And again, I haven't seen it. Maybe there's a portion there we we missed, and he just
1: well hold on, well hold on. Then let's go ahead.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> this is like that scene in. Oh, f- f- the two things? Fingernails for me on the chalk.
4: Rationality should be subordinated to something above it. And I'm trying to subordinate myself to that. And so my my reaction to what you're saying mm. um, is that it's an in this isn't an insult. Yeah, yeah, I'm, of course. I'm telling you what my reaction is. Please say it's it. not it's yeah. not even a criticism. Of it's, course. I find the discussion, that discussion, as soon as it started, I found that less interesting than what we were doing before. It was harder for me to focus okay. on. And right. I, I think the reason for that is that it... It it transforms to some, and I'm not saying this isn't necessary at some times, but it transforms the transcendent into something like an intellectual and propositional discussion. And so in some sense, we're debating perhaps not the fine points of theology because they're more like the blunt points of theology. But there's something about that 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 isn't what I want to do with you. Yes. You know, and it isn't that it's not necessary. So let, let me flip it around to some degree so one of the things i'm very curious about is obviously the figure of christ is contentious and so the jews don't know what to make of christ in some fundamental sense because he seems like the last he seems like and what would you a continuation of the prophetic tradition in some real sense plus he was jewish so that makes things complicated and then Mm -hmm. of course the christians put the figure of christ as as central in some real sense but that begs the question of the relationship between christ and god and then in the muslim community christ is also a central figure and so i'm curious about that and we could say we have doctrinal differences about what constitutes that centrality it's like fair enough and i would also not say that i understand what that centrality means Mm -hmm. like so one of the ways i would understand that let's say is that in in the western tradition and i don't know to what degree this is true in the Mm -hmm. muslim tradition one of the attributes of what wait i just noticed
1: something about that, this that i can tell you right now they like the a- oh,
0: the he was a last minute addition look at the cherries in they're like hey, oh. hey why don't you come on stage man just come uh-huh. on stage. well
1: here's well here's another thing noting the chairs do you notice something about their feet
0: they have no shoes on. Yeah, yeah. They're in
1: a they're in a mosque. They're in a, they're in a mosque. Yeah. They're in a
2: mosque. So they had this. <laughs> oh man. I, oh, I thought we knew. Yeah, I was like, why am I, Why are they in a mosque in the first place? That was my. Yeah. Ball. Like, I right mean, I, I,
1: people. I, it, I knew it looked like a mosque, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't no, absolutely on... sure until
2: just now when I saw them with no shoes. I mean, it's home field advantage. His demon. That's what power. I'm saying. Like no, like his like I don't know what Pajot's doing there. I mean, whatever you know, I don't know. I don't know where I'll end up in my life, but it's like home field advantage. It's like no, I mean your small, your God, small G is powering you right now. Like I'm out of my element. Like my skin would be on fire. I've checked. I've like walked in to Protestant churches since becoming Orthodox and felt uncomfortable. Like oh, I don't, I don't know if I like it in here. Like this is kind of a, let alone walking into a mosque. I would just be like, I, I don't know if I should be in here. Like let's well,
1: let's, do it let's in- well
4: let's let's see if he let's see if he steps up. Let's see if he steps up.
1: Christ and that would be the is, time
4: psychologically is the logos and so if we're engaged in dialogue which is dual yeah, logos yeah, yeah. then we're embodying the spirit of something like mutual enlightenment and that's then the presence of that spirit in the in the genuine confines of temporal reality right it's something like the infinite descending to the finite to Illuminate us and to the degree that we can have a dialogue in good faith, which is also a religious notion Then we can engage in that process of dialogos and that transforms and redeems us And then what I say well do I believe that I say well it isn't just that I believe it as a proposition It's that I can tell when it's happening and so can you I think is like you're going to see that this conversation will ebb and flow, you know, and yeah. some of the time it's going to grip you. You think we're at the heart of the matter. And sometimes yes. your attention is going to wander. Your attention's going to wander when we're off the path. And yes. so I would say that yes. to the degree that you and I are communicating, this is a religious way of thinking about it, is that we're doing our best to embody the spirit of the logos. And if that's working, then we're making progress. And I know that in the Western tradition, that's part of, What has been conceptualized as the fundamental attribute of of the figure of Christ? And I know that Christ is central in the Muslim tradition. And so, one of the things I would want to know is not how we differ doctrinally, because I don't even think I'm qualified to debate you on that case. Well, (laughs) Jonathan (laughs) might have some things to say, but but what I would like to to know instead is why do you believe that the figure of Christ is central in some sense, or maybe I've got that wrong, although I don't think so why do you think the figure of christ is central both to the muslim faith and the christian faith and what do you think that says about what we share in common because i really don't understand that it's a mystery to me okay uh, so now mm. before he answers <laughs> did it, did either of you
1: understand anything that jordan peterson said oh. over that three
2: minutes? <laughs> no <laughs> no he's $5 <laughs> was there word.
1: was is it just me or was there absolutely nothing there? You know,
2: the introspective atmosphere that father, was- did you
1: uh,
0: did you get did you understand any of that? I mean, I could try to I could try to inject some meaning, you know what I mean, but I'm not looking to do him any favors, you know. Sometimes uh, when you
2: polish a turd, I, it's so just-
0: i
1: I did I did notice that even Muhammad Hijab was like Jonathan Bajot. <laughs> Might have something to say about that. Yeah, like, yeah. maybe
0: Jonathan would like to talk. But see, you know what? This is. I just want to say this real quick. I don't want to believe The point, but whatever episode, however many episodes back, you know, I hate to refer to our own episodes like that. But like, I, I was, I was pointing out the logos. Interestingly enough, that logos conference, right? And I was sharing with you is like that's that's when I knew the emperor had no clothes with in regards to Peterson. Because if you remember where I was talking about that, it's like here's a logo conference, logos conference, right? Here's was the keynote speaker. It's kind of it's right before it's it's right when he it's a little bit before he kind of took his nose dive, whatever. And mm-hmm. I remember looking at it, not to be that guy, but I remember being like, number one, oh the Emperor has no clothes. Number two, he didn't say anything. He just yeah. got he just got up and just basically monologued a lot of kind of like psycho garble. Mm-hmm. And, and the ortho crowd just like golf clapped and ate it up. They were like, yes, yes, yes. And I remember thinking, like, okay, this is that. That's when I turned. Like, cause I, I remember watching it mm-hmm. when it was, you know, streamed or whatever. That's when I turned. I was like, oh, nope. I, I see this for, for what it is, you know, unless he quote unquote repents. Now, I'm just saying that because what you just saw right there is pretty much exactly. What I saw at that Logos conference, and and a lot of it is just because, you know, I'm trying to be charitable to the man, but he's probably like, okay, here I am, uh, I'm in this forum, he's probably he's probably spinning, from having you know his his meteoric rise to fame, uh, all of these quote unquote, you know, he's surrounded by orthodox priests. I'm sure there's a couple of bishops there, and they're just fawning after him like he's Christ himself. And he showed up there with, like, nothing prepared. He just like, hey, I can just get up here and just rant because cause I'm cause that good, whatever. And, I mean, he was right in the sense of no one said a thing. But I, I was like, so what did you just say? You know what I mean? And I think this M.O. is problematic insofar as him doing his own thing and him pulling, you know, angry middle-class upper middle-class men out of the basements and out of their like whatever. Okay, great. But in regards to representing Christianity, orthodoxy and trying to be like some, some level of authority and spokesman, this is, I mean, it's just, I hate that we keep coming back to him, but it's like, these things keep happening. You know what I mean? Well, he
1: he has incredible influence. And I mean, it would be, it would be one thing to me, I probably would have just skipped this and not even looked at it. If it was just him and Muhammad hijab. Yeah. Because then I've been like, Oh, it's two heretics talking to each other about a topic they know nothing about. Right. Okay, fine. That's like, that's not for me, but I feel like it comes, if there's a, a completely different thing, if here you have an Orthodox person sitting next to Jordan Peterson, who's I guess knows some theology and says not even anything about Peterson's representation of Christ. Well,
0: the other thing is too. You 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 notice that Peterson's like the one thing I can't tell you what he what the one thing I can tell you that I know that he was trying to say mm. is he's trying to say like, look, what I really want to get to is I see a I see a road where I can be part of a world peace solution, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about that because that's what's interesting. That's essentially what he's mm-hmm. trying to get at and he's calendar. like don't waste your let's not waste our time on this on the petty squabblings let's talk about the things that unite us because that's the real problem we have because you know he's put out a couple messages the last few months about that
2: to the and church so
0: which forgive me but that's all the more where I'm like woo, woo, antichrist you know like mm-hmm. So, ecumen-
1: talking, ecumenism
0: ecu- yes is what he wants but antichrist because you start anti-Christ. talking about well, this is Christ centrally in these religions. Boom, 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 boom. Right. Yeah. And that's a setup, right? Because I'm gonna tell you something. Like, you're not generally speaking, an Orthodox priest, an, an Orthodox Christian, just general, who's like an Orthodox Christian, um, isn't going to be one isn't gonna be interested in those things.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
0: here's why. Because they know that. the the solution is Christ and they're not going to care if that sounds like a fundamentals, whatever. Now Mm -hmm. you can find yourself in a situation where you may be led to kind of like be in the lion's den. So I'm not faulting it for being like, I'm going to be in a lion's den next month. And like, I just prayerfully said, okay, you know, I'm going to be in a lion's den, but I'm just not, you know, this is a great opportunity to not pull punches. Right. If you're in the lion's den, you don't pull punches and you know why you're there. That's, so I don't fault someone for being in the lion's den, which is why, again, people who get on the far right, that's the thing I worry, it's like, you know, if someone, like for me, like this event that I've been doing, I could see where someone would be like, oh, I always knew he was kind of like that because I'll be at this one event. But the thing is, is my whole purpose is to present Christ and to really call out that dominant narrative you, you see what i'm saying so
2: what is the dominant narrative you're speaking
0: well to? well the that i'm going to be in is, is going to be a, it's a, typically a, i think it'd be associated with a more ecumenical okay kind of
2: okay on it
0: and i okay. on going in you know
2: guns blazing
0: well just being i'm not i'm not looking to soften anything you know what i mean
2: we get it so, you're gonna burn the place down we get so, it
0: so i just think that like in that type of situation, you know, what, what are you really? What are you really doing? Because you're an ambassador for Christ, as the, as the scriptures say. And Jordan Peterson, you know, to be charitable to him, that's not he's not interested in that. He, for him, Christ is a natural, you know, kind of like result of the Western tradition. Like, yeah, you know, it, it might it might as well be he might as well have been invented by the West. Yes. And, that, and that's how he sees it. You know what I mean? Yes. But, but, I, I mean, you. I would hope for Jonathan It's a little dip, but I don't know. I, I don't want to, I don't, you know, I understand to be charitable. I'm sure he's just like, look, I, I was just trying to be a humble guest. I, I don't, but like, this is a, I, I don't know. And again, this is why people think you know we'd be fundamentalists. Why I'm a fundamentalist, I guess. But I don't really care because, um, again, if I'm at IHOP sitting around with someone and some guy says something, me just looking at him, going like, "Okay, that was weird." That's a, I'm not gonna trip on someone and be like, "That's," but if someone invites me, and they're like, "Okay, Father Turbo, I want you to," you know, if the Unitarian Methodist You know, association of you know ball loving Christians calls me and says, "Hey, can you talk to us about orthodoxy?" I'm not gonna go in there and just like go like this and like have them tell me everything that they gotta say about you know how they think Christ is really their kind of pied piper. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna do that, right? Like, I'm going there for a duel. Let's duel.
1: Well, I guess that's my question, Father. Is like. I understand not actively, like actively offering the incense, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. But then as I read the lives of the saints over and over and over again, I see saints. Well, just even, I mean, great, great example is uh, St. Cyprian of Antioch, right? And Justina, a uh, St. Justina when they're brought to which was just, I mean, just mm-hmm. on Saturday when they're brought to be executed, a soldier who's mm-hmm. a Christian professes Christ, the Ictistus, Saint, mm-hmm. and and he's a saint. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's over and over and over again in the lives of the saints that like there is a moment where, and this is what I want to know is it's like, I mean, yeah, Peter yeah. Peter denies Christ, mm-hmm. right? But it's like an active denial or being quiet. Like what I'm, what I'm trying to get my head around is, when you're presented in that situation, and and Christ is being misrepresented. Because to me, like like you say, like like Andrew said, like I mean nails on a chalkboard, it is because I have a relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. and what's being represented is not the re- dude. I would I would if somebody said that about just somebody that I know. Right. If they just misrepresented my buddy. Right. I was like, oh, he's, you know, he's this, he's that, he got arrested for a DUI. I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa stop. No, he didn't. Right. What are you talking about? Right. Like if I would do like if I would do that for my friend, but when it's Christ, I would stay quiet. I'm just wondering, where does my culpability
2: I mean, on? there's a there's a bone in me that gets struck and I just go, Oh, hell no that's kind of what i'm saying yeah no i'm done
1: but but at the same time what i'm wondering is like i also don't want to go too far royal path right Mm -hmm. so it's like sense of justice i'm trying to get around my sense of justice Mm -hmm. to a certain degree like Mm -hmm. the justice of man and that it's my job to right these wrongs and these sorts of things right
3: Mm -hmm. i'm wondering if maybe it's not better for me to be
1: quiet and say lord have mercy
0: like i don't know i I think it's just context right because again On the one hand, it's like, there's a very personal pastoral aspect to this for every person and like you, and you know, you have to know your line right over and over again. Like you got to know your line, but the key to that though, is, you know, one, the one things that you can do to help discern that line is like, are you offended out of, cause I just watch, watch me on this. When someone like someone says your buddy like, oh, he's you know, he got a DUI and this and this and that, and you're like, No, he didn't, blah blah blah, right? Now, just see if you can feel the difference in this. Someone says about your wife, well, you know, she da 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 da. Oh, you're muted, say it again. You're getting punched. Right.
1: Like I'm not it's not right. it's not a matter of no she isn't you're getting right. punched.
0: Right. Now but I want but but watch me on this, right? Feel the difference. This is cuz mm. this is going to be a thing, right? When you defend your friend to some degree there's a there's a there's a level of altruism that's there that isn't with mm. your wife. You, can you feel the difference? I understand that. You, it's you, not. You, it's
1: because it's me directly. If you're insulting my wife, yeah, you're attacking me directly.
0: Exactly. exactly. And so this is where. And I know people don't want to hear this. Whatever. But this is where if you if someone truly wants to discern uh, this, I you got. You have to avoid I this. because I because I've encountered this in myself. I mean, I'll never forget. You know, I got spanked so hard. Twenty. You know not not long that. 25 years ago 24 years ago yeah whatever like i got spanked hard because of this very thing this is why i learned this because i got into this whole thing some some debate with some like they were jehovah's witnesses whatever and it was just like it was like god stuck a turkey baster in my mind and sucked out everything i knew and i was just completely and i and I was just like, what just happened? You know, the most basic points, it was just like, and I and it was just a really great lesson. I was humiliated. I was embarrassed. Cause I went in there in pride. I was I wasn't wanting really to defend Christ. I was wanting to defend, like I, I had made Christ my possession. Do you, you see what I'm saying? I had made Christ an extension of myself in the wrong way. And I went in there wanting to be like, look this is why for me some of the debate and the kind of like apologetics scene it's fine i i'm i watch it i'm into it just because of like my vocation kind of but on a spiritual level ah uh, you know and, and cuz here's another thing the people who i typically find engage in this i find them to be fairly vapid spiritually speaking you know what i mean I, and you know, there's because there's something about presenting an argument based solely on doctrine and dogma. But see, the thing is is it's very difficult. If you pay attention, it's gonna be very difficult to find one of these debates that involves praxis. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because praxis is the way in which actually the faith is experienced and developed Praxis proceeds and it's fundamental to doctrine really it's not the other way around people think it's doctrine and, and the practice but it's like the practice is where it's at and and you know that because in many ways your experience of your wife or your children far outweighs your kind of quote-unquote forensic knowledge of them there's this aspect where you you hit this point where you're like you know i don't really know why you know, I love my wife the way I do, right? It, it's the praxis, it's the experience. So this, which is, I'm glad we were here because I want to bring up this point in defense kind of of Jonathan, but it's kind of an indictment of him. Is like, I think part of it might be his pride again because he didn't say anything because he's he could see he's outclassed maybe, maybe. But you know what? Like, where's the love? Because that guy, Habibi, you know, everybody knows i'm a dummy right and habibi would clearly outclass me he's got the nice beard he's got the the swag he's you know got the english accent and he, he has a very you know kind of he's like
2: very good arabic
0: yeah he's he's got the arabic he's got a mendat level of like recall of, of scripture from quran whatever but the thing is is soul and heart because i'd be like you know what man and and i'll just go to the praxis i'll go to the experience i'll go to love and I'll speak to him about the love of Christ, the experience of Christ, because I know Christ. And that's the thing. I know Christ. So I'm not going to rely on blah, 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 blah. I'll use the fathers and scripture and dogma and doctrines and historical, you know, um, aspects, all that stuff to kind of like help frame an argument. But fundamentally, the thing is going to be based upon, like, my love of God, Right. And And that's that's such a
2: big difference, though. That's why Christ is so cool, because like oftentimes and I've experienced this a lot. It's like one of my favorite things, not not because I get like a gotcha, but like it literally just shows how good God is and like how good Christ is undoing like that kind of stuff, because like they're expecting you to meet them up here. They want to do it intellectually. You just go down low. Mm -hmm. And you just be like, no, this is the very earthly, the very real day-to-day reality of like, like your image of God, that what you're portraying, your Allah, like that does not work for me at three o'clock in the morning when my son won't go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Like that does not work for me. Like it's the love of Christ in the way that Christ is. That's how he like. And again, like I said, not too long ago, I would walk away. I don't care if I look stupid. I would sure I would, they would record it and be like Orthodox Christian stumped one confronted about his faith. Whatever. I don't care. That's fine with me because I'm not going to sit here and debate it on his level. And yeah, like,
1: But you wouldn't be stumped, Andrew. That's the th- that I th- and I think that that's what father's saying is like the person who's actually stumped, the person who's actually stumped is Muhammad Hijab. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing that he can't do is he can't actually talk about his experience of Allah
2: maybe but also
1: he, like well, he he I, I, as far
2: as i've heard
0: he
1: he, I, he never he has <laughs> uh, and, I,
0: and I'll, I'll, I'll i'll actually flip it because i think it's important what he's really stumped on is christ because he's like i don't and i believe him when he says it i don't understand he's like when you were a little kid you probably had it right because he's basically saying like i don't get it how can you believe in this yeah he's stumped he's stumped by the fact that people believe that christ is god it's like and from his mind, which again, Islam is a religion of the world. Islam isn't from God. Islam is is a made-up religion, just mm-hmm. like the atheists accuse us of. It's because it's just that's why listen, y'all, lean into the quote unquote non-logical aspects. Be like, yeah, but you're right. It doesn't make sense. That's why it's God, mm-hmm. right? And that's why he stumped. Because it's yeah. like, yeah, you of course you're stumped because you don't know God, right? Yeah. And, and so even when, like, Peter wants to talk about the transcendent coming down to the... I mean, it's like, look, man, you, you don't...
2: You're meeting him up here and you're getting... That's that, like that's what that, I mean. The like, clickbaity, like, youtube way of being owned in a debate, that's what, what happened to me. Like, the clickbaity, like, obviously this dude has no intellectual recourse for what this guy is saying. I'd be like, it's true. I don't, because I don't need it. You that's don't not, need it. That's not a survival tool <laughs> for me. That's actually like I said this to someone the other day. I was like, "They're like, I was like, "You're very intellectual." I'm like, thank you. I'm like, it's not a compliment. <laughs> it's like it's a sickness. There's something here. You can't. You are relying so much on your mind. It's something that is not like your made up fantasy world is not working much longer for you, and you need to like break free of that. And it's just like, look, okay, like,
0: like real time for those people they're looking to find a way to reconcile what's happened in the last three years for us we're like oh thank God it happened mm-hmm. like that's the that's the difference you know what I'm saying like, I see that
1: every day father I see that pattern every like like day. that's
0: I mean that's the thing you know what I mean like if you're at a point where you're like yeah you know what thank God for for last three years 2020 was like a blessing you're on the right path just keep going on that path because that's how you get out of that sickness that you know, you're know you talking about, Andrew. Well, let, well, excuse me, that's not how you get out of it. That's how you tell that, it's a, that's, that the fever's dying down a little bit because you're starting to see things contrary to the way the rest of the diseased world is seeing it. Yeah. Remember, there's going to come a time when the world will go mad and say to those who aren't mad, you're mad, you're not like us. So the fever that everyone's bought into its madness right they like and that madness of you know basically everyone needs to be of the hive zombie mind i i i understand his uh, his honest legitimate struggle like he it legitimately doesn't make sense to him just like christianity does not make sense to the world and that's why the church is failing. excuse me that's why members of the church, the church isn't failing. Members of the church are failing so poorly, so badly, because they're so desperately, they are, they're like, you know, they are enamored with the world, and they want so desperately to impress the world, and they don't want to impress Christ, right? But Christ
1: did. Christ didn't make sense to me, Father, until I was given the tools to begin to experience Christ. Sure. That was as, as, like, and I mean, look, I've got to, I, I, like my, my formal education is in philosophy, mm-hmm. right? Like I've read all of these books, mm-hmm. Quran, or the Bible. All, I've read these books, but like, I actually realized that I had never read the gospel, any of the gospels through, until I had had the experience. Mm -hmm. Because once I had had the experience, then I was reading a different book. But Mm -hmm. that's true for so many books. Mm -hmm. It's true for so many things. It's like if I was to read a book about Saipan, right, before I had ever come here, Mm -hmm. a narrative that takes place in Saipan and a story that takes place in Saipan and the people of Saipan and everything. Sure, I could read the book and think, oh, that's a wonderful book. But after living here now for almost three years, were I to pick up that book and read it again, it's a different book. Yeah. Because of the experience.
4: Yeah.
2: Father. Well, uh, I'm sorry, Supri, I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No. And I mean, I think that that's, that's, that's what I'm saying, Andrew, about like, not, not being lost because anybody who could speak from experience is going to be able to like, it's, it's one of those things where you're just like, well, what are you telling me? I've actually done it. But I'll I'll bring up one last example. This is topical. This this popped off in my mind. I'm a software developer, right? I'm self-taught as a software developer. And one of the ways that I've... It's like being able to play by ear, right? Playing an instrument by ear. So like often, and I've had this throughout my career where like some big corporation would be like, oh, hey, you know, your recruiter showed us all these things that you did. And like, they'd start putting me through the HR process, like a big, like an Amazon or whatever. I would never half of the time I would just boot myself and the other half of the time they would boot me because immediately they'd be like wanting to throw all this jargon at me. And I'd be like, I don't look, I don't know what those words mean. Right. But if you were to show me with code, what that is and what it does, I guarantee you I've done it over and over and over again. Like I don't. So if you want me to build something, I'll build something for you right now. I've built all kinds of things that no one's ever built. right? Right. But if what you want from me is to, Pop back jargon to you like that I would have learned in a, yeah, a you, computer science course. I can't do it for do you.
0: You know the you know the story of um, the bishop. We've talked about the bishop finds himself on the island, and the monks. There's like mm. these three monks, and they're arguing about. You are I, th- I don't think I don't think I've heard this. Go ahead. Yeah, this is Sorry. good. Go ahead, Andrew. I, I'm going to butcher it. You got it.
2: Oh, all right. <clears throat> Put me on the spot. So I think it's having something to do with like the Nicene Creed Uh or like the uh maybe it's the Nicene Creed or the Our Father. And basically he's talking to these three monks, this bishop. He's correcting them and basically saying like, no, 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 it's this. And you kind of want to view it this way, blah, blah, blah. No, no. He's kind of correcting these three monks, right? These three simple monks who are, you know, just in heavy praxis, you know, was praying daily, stuff like that. And as he's sailing away, one of the monks runs across the water and like runs up next to the voice like what did you mean by that thing that you were saying just a second ago and the bishop's I like, i love don't it don't worry about it don't worry about it you're good <laughs> like you're fine it's not a big deal just go back you have got it i don't <laughs> go and to, i love and to it that um there's a story that father kosmos talked about where a very simple monk thought that um the annunciation was a saint oh
0: that's a good one yeah, yeah.
2: He thought the Annunciation was a saint. So he prayed to Saint Annunciation. He thought he was like a Greek saint or something like that. And he'd get made fun of, blah, 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 you know, behind his back. You know, what a simple monk, blah, blah, blah. And then one day his brother was saying he was hungry. And it's on there on the monastery on the side of a cliff. And he said, um, you know, I'm really hungry. And then he goes, you know, through the prayers of the Saint Annunciation, could you please provide us food? And he held his hand out and a fish jumped right into his hand. And then he like brought it inside. And he was like, you know, what? I love it. <laughs> Shut up, We're done. And this is like, I think that's maybe it. This is the point I'm maybe I'm trying to make. I'm not sure mm-hmm. about meeting people in this battlefield, this intellectual mind battlefield of their coming with their legions of troops, you know, their arguments, their things ready to go. And I'm just dropping my weapons and go, I'm not fighting this battle. Like, this is stupid. Like, I have better things to be doing right now. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna go somewhere else we're like or even better this is not the real battle mm-hmm. like the real battles over there like the real battles like you have to descend down here that's where the real battle is this is not it up here all this is is just intellectual sparring mm-hmm. and like i've said before you might as well debate debating like tolkien lore you know like what right. year did like saruman like you know, join allegiance with Sauron or something like that. Well,
1: it feels very like that.
0: Because it is that.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's all intellectual. (laughs) It is that. Because guess
0: what? Because guess what? All that stuff, I mean, listen, man, when they're facing the, the great dread judgment, none of that's gonna, none of that's gonna matter.
2: Yeah.
1: And I don't think it's, it does not seem like it's to me, it does not seem like it's real to Jordan Peterson. I you mean, know, like, it does not seem like it's real.
0: Well, when you look at well, when you look at his responses, and again, this gets us into the whole thing with Rygar, These people they flip out on him crying. And I'm like, look, man, a dude crying. If that's what it takes for, I mean, somebody pass me the onions. For real, if that's what it takes to to get a couple million views and to get somebody to listen to you and I'll put, I'll smell some onions for you on screen and, and cry. It's like, that's not indicative of, that's not indicative of an actual experience of, of the, of the living God. Well,
1: well, but father, maybe, and maybe this is a good point to bring this up because, and it's interesting that you bring this up because tears, tears in prayer, this, and this is a concept I don't think that we've really talked about, but I do see the fathers and saints talking mm-hmm. about, you know, tears. I've certainly had mm-hmm. at least one experience mm-hmm. uh, profoundly where the tears wouldn't stop. Yeah. Um, you know, as a part, as a, in, in sort of in the context of my baptism, I mean, when mm-hmm. you were here, that was probably the one of the most profound ex- spiritual experiences I've ever had mm-hmm. Um. Maybe we could talk a little bit about that because certainly the tears that Peterson has don't seem to be that because mine were certainly about being convicted
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that it was about, you know, and it doesn't seem like his tears come from his own yes. conviction. It seems yes. like a so sympathetic like response. I mean, if if I, could, me,
0: I don't know the man's heart, but, like, I might... I'm
1: more referring to the situation yeah, where what, what's happening, I, right? I'm
0: just going to say because, like, his tears are tears of frustration. His tears are tears of frustration, not repentance, not conviction, of frustration. You know what I mean? Which, I mean, there's there's validity to it, right? And someone gets like, how can you say that? You can't judge a man. I'm like, well, I just look at the fruits. Because okay. when did this interview come out? You know what I mean? That's not a man who's repentant of like, you know, barring his heart towards the divine. That's a man who's frustrated that like, I'm the smartest you know, man on the planet. And I don't, you know, I like, I cannot crack this code. And I know that people have been like, Oh, he's close. I'm like, yeah, you can be close, but super far away. And so, so there's that the fathers do talk about the gift of tears and it's a real thing. Right. But, but the gift of tears is a context. And there are the tears of the spirit that the soul will cry. Like, you did, Cyprian, in your confession, and many of us have had moments of like a broken and contrite heart, God will not despise. Absolutely. But I'm gonna tell you something. And I, I want the I want people to understand this. You gotta be careful. I'll tell you why. St. Gabriel of Georgia, he says, I'm gonna paraphrase, I might have to look it up um, when when Andrew somebody's riffing, but he essentially says, you know, don't look for tears. Like, don't look for the physical tears. Look for the the brokenness of a heart.
3: Mm. You
4: don't
0: have to look it up, and that's super important, especially now because, you know, Saint Gabriel was saying this in the time of you know he's also pre- predicting things with like the Iron Icon like disappearing like from TV and all this stuff. So it's like there's a context of his prophecies which I think are important to this point that we're talking about, and that is. The psychological, the kind of mimetic facet of the psychological phenomena upon the person who would be a spiritual seeker is important for us to expose right now. Mm-hmm. And if you understand what I'm saying, I know that was kind of like a lot. Go on, I go on. expand, expand on
1: that. <laughs> a, expand on that a little bit, Father. Throwing
2: yeah, a bunch please. of psycho babble out throw, there. Throwing a bunch please. of
0: psycho. Okay. So when you understand that so mimetic meaning you know we've talked about this before do you remember andrew remember do you, i'm gonna pop quiz you remember you asked what's mimetic do you remember uh
2: well it's the it's the the dangerous idea correct like that well, the it,
1: mmi i think you're talking about right m-i-m yeah mimetic mimetic
0: mimetic oh so, uh, pop quiz Right This kind Imitating. Of okay. Contagious, okay, imitative aspect of something, right? So people will witness something. It's kind of like propaganda or brainwashing. You witness something and it begins to influence you more times and not imperceptibly. So that's what I mean okay. by that. okay? Yep. So the mimetic aspect of this psychological, right it's It's really putting this emphasis on a psychological experience, which is which is fundamentally, Experience as an emotional phenomena or experience and people confuse that for the spiritual yes that is you know i'll i'll just say as someone who's a, as as a priest a confessor a spiritual father i spend a lot of time i don't tell people that's what i'm doing but i spend a lot of time trying to scrape those barnacles off of people mm-hmm Right, and and I spend a lot of time trying to purge people of that, so that they can have an actual experience of Christ, mm-hmm. because this correlative of an emotional experience, which a lot of people, you know, are are, you know, their their noose has been stained with these things, whether they're coming out of a charismatic experience, addiction, you know, I mean, just. Being raised in our culture, given you know, that mimetic aspect of seeing, w- seeing what is valuable, music that is evocative of emotional highs. And yeah. all these things are how we relate to experience and, and depth. You know what I mean? And this is where you get people who end up being junkies. They're they're emotional junkies. They need to have some kind of drama and some kind of like high to get them, you know, engaged and the tradition is quite the opposite for all the reasons we talked about in the past prelist, you know, prelist and slash delusion, all these things, when you put them together, it's not one small thing. It's, it's multiple aspects where it hits you and then you find yourself simply deluded. Right. And the thing is, is Christ, the tradition is, 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 the, the tradition needs to be experienced in, in this generation, in this generation, in such a way that those things are stripped. They need to be stripped from us, so that we can actually enter into a space of genuine repentance. Yes. Does that make sense? Because yeah. kind of coming back full circle with this little section, people, it, it's a real hard thing, and there's a there is a place for emotion. There is a place for it, but it's very limited because most people's emotional faculties are, are broken or twisted.
2: Absolutely.
0: And the experience of Christ and the kingdom of God is, is one of purity, not that you need to be pure to experience it. And in, in the sense that I'm talking about, but it, but it is pure. Mm-hmm. So therefore, since it is pure, when we come with all these layers that are inhibiting our ability to kind of really connect you know it's just it's kind of like you just got to strip the layers so you can actually feel what what you're coming up against if that makes yeah. sense and all of the affect of emotion all the affect of what we think we' how we're supposed to act or how we're supposed to feel <clears throat> excuse me those things get in the way of truly experiencing Christ in other words this is where people come up to this antichrist spirit of they are wanting to encounter something that's more a projection of what they've been fed yes. than the true Christ. Yes. And so for Jordan Peterson, this is you know, his God looks more like the Frankenstein of you know, young Nietzsche and uh I don't know. Zeus. Zéro- huh? Zeus. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, sprinkle a little bit of i don't know uh carl barth or something like that you know you, you sprinkle in some sort of you know bars or someone it's like okay great like there's that there's a useful place for god but that's not that that's not the experience you know but mean? he's
1: basically saying that isn't he father where he's like i'm trying to reconcile all these things and by all these things he means all the things that i think are interesting and cool And all of this, I'm trying to reconcile them all.
0: All the things that, all the things that are me,
1: that are me. Yeah.
0: You you know what I mean? All the thing, all the things that are me. I mean, gosh. You want?
1: want, He's trying to create. It's, it's a person. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to go that far. God God in His image. I didn't want to say it, but like I
0: don't want to do this. But like, I just, you know, see, the thing is, it's, it's fascinating to me because. You know, being being uh, a therapist for a lot of years and having clients, and I remember, I don't even know. I I remember watching something a couple of years ago, and he was talking about he still had some clients, but I don't even know where he's at with clients, or whatever. But it's like, and I know, and I know this from just knowing people. You know, sometimes, a lot of times, therapists they're more interested in their career, mm-hmm. and they see clients more as like interesting things to observe, like animals mm-hmm. or like. Like they're in a zoo, then they deal with human beings. That's yeah. that's. I'm just telling you, that's a fact. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying all therapists. I'm just saying there's a lot of therapists that are like that, and things are used in their education to be like, well, you need to have a certain measure of, you know, healthy, you know, clinical, you know, kind of distance and like all this stuff. What oh, like you mean, people, like
2: dispassion?
0: Like, well, that's what they would call it. I know,
2: like, that's what I'm saying. That's,
0: that's what they would call it, but church, like,
2: Church has got it.
0: You know, I I just I look at that, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because, you know, um, one of the things about a genuine experience. This is why, you know, there's certain things that we look at that are fundamental to the Christian experience: fellowship. Don't forsake the gathering of the brethren, the monastic community, the cenobitic community, the family. Like the, the those things, this these are the kind of foundational incarnational aspects of, of of god of the faith of, of of the worship and the uniting of oneself with god and so what is what am i talking about i'm talking about you learn to love people that you kind of can't stand you you learn to love people that have real defaults or i mean not defaults defects you know what i mean when you're a therapist you're you're in a position of power and it's just like well it's very easy to kind of like begin to have this very um, soft misanthropic tendencies towards people like, ah, you know, you're just kind of like,
1: well, cause everybody's messed up except for you.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. You're not messed up. How could you be messed up? If exactly. you were messed up, they couldn't come to you. You couldn't do anything good. So you must be
0: exactly. perfect. Exactly. And so again, you know, I'm not saying that this is all his motivation. Cause I've seen some great interviews where he's like, you know, You seem like you're mad. I'm not mad. I love my job. People come up to me and say, you saved my life. You know, but okay, great. You know, I I appreciate that he he says that or that he has, he can appreciate what he's done for people. I, I can appreciate the fact that he wants to bring about world peace, but like, and I can also appreciate where for a lot of people in this situation, like I lose them because I just, I'm a fundamentalist to them. And it's just like, I'm not interested in world peace. You know what I mean? Don't make me start singing a chromag song to you for real for real like That's i'm just I'm not, right away. yeah i'm not i'm not interested in it yeah but the I, lo-
1: the lord said he came not to bring peace but a sword a
0: sword and I, and 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 again let's get this gets us back full circle to this paradox like there's this weirdness about when you know someone either knows christ or is connected to him there's this weirdness where it's like the paradoxes they get it and and they, and they they bear witness to it. You know what I mean? It's like, how can you be actually a loving person at the same time be kind of cold? Like, how's that work? Well, when you know Christ, that's how it is because the thing that you're perceiving, it's not a coldness towards whatever, but it's just like, hey, I'm powerless. I'm powerless with this. It's like, unless God moves in you, and reveal certain things to you, it's just like, I know you're not going to get it. And people perceive that as arrogance, coldness, whatever. I'm just, I'm laying out one of those paradoxes Yeah, right now. You know what I'm saying? And that is what Habibi and, you know, Jordan, and like, I pray that Jonathan's not there, but he might be, you know, along for the ride. That's where people, they just can't, they can't reconcile it. And so they work extra hard to try to do that. And that's the thing is like who do, you know, who do you who who do you say that I am? Yeah. You know what I mean? Who do you say that I am? And I think it's real important. Forgive me, I just want to finish this. Before. No, you're good. I just think it's really important for us to kind of come back to that simplicity of who do men say that I am? Cause that's because we we've never left that. We've we've never left that. That's, it's more valid now than when he said it, in the ears of 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 living breathing men. Who do who do men say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And I would say that you know, to those three men there, you know, who do you say that he you know that he is? Because that because to me that's where everything rises and falls in that sense.
2: I
1: I think I think that the, oh sorry go ahead Andrew.
2: Oh um. I right, Cyprian go ahead because I'm going to divert us back to something that Father said earlier, and I I think you have a good follow up for this.
1: I th- I think that this also stood out to me, Father, listening to Jordan Peterson and Muhammad Hijab speak in, as Peterson said, a, re- a religious way of th- that's a religious way of thinking about things. Mm-hmm. Is this. And, you know, it's called, because it's called talking to Muslims about Christ, right? And it's, I think that this idea of knowing Christ as Christ, the living God, Mm -hmm. here, the person, like now, right now, you know, that's, that's what's, because that's what's missing in this, in, in the, the intellectualization, I think can only come because because i myself let me finish it can only come from a scenario where the 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 subject that you are discussing is not alive in the moment there with you present with you like it's very difficult to intellectualize something that you are in the midst of and that you are experiencing Right. Because the mystery is always going to be there with whatever you're experiencing. Like, I feel like the intellectualization can't happen until you're not. Does that make sense? What I know I'm not articulating this well, but I just feel like it's like, you know, the articulation always has to come from like a stepping back away from something that's not there or observing something that is past. Mm -hmm. But it's like in the midst of, and I think this might be something you're getting at as well andrew is like in the midst of an experience of christ in the midst of living a life where you're trying to experience christ i think it can kind of and maybe this is why theologians are like real theologians is something very very special is that it like to try to articulate anything other than like your experience seems to me very difficult to do yeah
0: it is
2: um so I'm going to divert us because we've got a couple of minutes left and I wanted to touch on this with father real quick um, about tears. Cause I think that there's this whole thing that's happening now. And it's the thing is the pendulum swinging to the other end of stiff upper, stiff upper lip and all that, you know, where there's like this like emotional invocation of you can't touch someone once they're crying. So like, So I see it time to time when I'm counseling, um, that people will relay these without a doubt, traumatic experiences, you know, but again, if we're looking on a, on a spectrum, this is much more towards the middle than like maybe some other things that like, um, some other experiences that I've heard. So somebody will say like, and he didn't even wish me a birthday. Happy birthday, like once in our whole marriage, you know, like, and once they're crying, you're a jerk. If you come after them, you know what I mean? It's the same thing with the talk show hosts coming out.
1: and Oh, by touch them, you meant to criticize. The, you didn't mean yeah. actually physically touch them. Oh, no, 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 no. I oh, wouldn't do that in the first yeah, place. Got it, got it, got it.
2: Because if someone's crying, like I'm trying
1: to understand. I was my,
2: my skin is towards the sun and I'm running out the door because I'm like, I can't do this. But if if like. So lest we never question, you know, uh, what's his name, the talk show host Jimmy Fallon's sincerity as a good human being because he cried when Russia invaded Ukraine. Let us never ever like question the sincerity of like the pain of like Lady Gaga because she cries in an interview. You know, like you know the the phrase like crocodile tears, mm-hmm. and like um like. The tears of self-pity like the tears of like look at me like i need attention you know yeah self-pity and that's the whole thing is, is so like there's like this um it's like this like you can't go after someone once they start crying like i can't critique someone if they're crying like i can't sit there i mean i do i do i go are you done okay so here's where you're at fault here Like, Mm -hmm. here's where this is actually not a, not a them problem. This is a you problem. Mm -hmm. And I've run into that situation before where it's like, I have to just sit there and wait for them to be done and then say like, okay, well, you know, pity parties suck because there's only room for one. And then because I'm not coming, like I've RSVP'd no to your pity party. Like, I'm not going to do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect any person I actually respect if, if if a person I actually respected did that, it would be so off-putting to me. It would be so, like, it, I would recog- cause, like, cognitive dissonance or something within me where I'm just, like, who is this person now? Like, where is this, like, spirit coming from of you needing to, like, cry for the bad things that have happened to you? And sure, I guess there's some room for that. There's a, a room to hurt, you know, I suppose, like, of wow yeah i really didn't like this thing and i'm crying because it hurts you know it sucks but like it's not like a feel sorry for myself type of thing it's not like a who has it worse than me you know um and it's really interesting because um no i'm gonna stop there i'm not gonna go any further like because the wraparound of me having to connect everything it would take too much and i'm not sure i'm in the right place to do that let's just say there's a batman comic Where there's a direct parallel where basically Batman goes over the top because he just got dumped by Catwoman and he beats the the snot out of Mr. Freeze, even though Mr. Freeze is innocent of the thing that Batman, Batman is emotionally compromised. So he makes a mistake, beats the the snot out of Mr. Freeze. Then Bruce Wayne bribes his way onto the jury to get Mr. Freeze out of a conviction because he knows that he was wrong. But it's interesting what the author Tom King does. He that he does this whole parallel between Job and Batman. Like he does this whole thing about like what happens when um, something bad happens to a person. And like basically like Bruce Wayne is explained to the rest of the jurors. So I guess I am doing this real quick. I'll make it short. is explained to the jurors like there's this part where Job gets a little bit upset and asks God, like, you know, what's going on? And, you know, Tom King is not a Christian. So he kind of is kind of like not exactly nailing it, but he basically says like, God is like, who are you to question me? Like, who are you to like question? Like what I, why I am doing what I am doing. So to throw a pity party.
0: Yeah. Like I couldn't find the quote. I was looking for it. to, I wanna take what you're saying go back to Rygar. And remember remember Rygar?
2: The emotions
1: dis- the, the Satanist, the yeah. South African Satanist.
0: And remember the big thing was like the tears disarmed you.
2: Yes. That's that's what I was getting to.
0: Like that yeah. it's just super important to because again, you know, it's the reason why people were so enamored with Pope Francis at first, you know the The kind of the 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 wielding of emotion and the playing to sentimentality, you know, um, it's it's it is counterproductive to the spiritual life. It's counterproductive to the life in pursuing repentance to be united to christ. it just it just is because self-pity is such a disgusting thing.
2: It's a swamp. Um,
0: it, it it really is, and so, you know, it's if you struggle with self pity, it's 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 a bigger obstacle in your life than than you probably realize. I guarantee it. You know, and that's why, you know, for me, I'm just so, like, ah, you know, I, I don't. This this is this is a paradox. I really don't care about your tears. I really don't. I really don't. Why? here's a paradox because I actually care about you I actually have love for your mortal soul. <laughs> right. And the caring of the tears, that's just, you know, that's a very fleshly low thing, you know, and all kinds of weird things can happen with that. Well, yeah. I
1: can't care about my daughter's tears when she's crying about how she wants chocolate and it's seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And she's crying about it's like, no, I do do not care, about, take that I do out. Not care because, about that. Because
0: again, to be frank, right, I'm sure I'm sure if someone wanted to, they could take that out of context and be like, oh, see, I'm not talking about someone who's like genuinely weeping because they cheated on their wife or because, you know, their child just they found out their child has cancer. So that's obviously not what I'm talking
2: about. Of course.
0: That's obviously not what I'm talking about, you know. But all the other stuff, yeah.
1: Self pity, you're talking but about. Self-pi- I'm self-pity. talking
0: about self pity. Self-pity. Yeah, and I'm talking yeah. about because, self-pity. because you
1: know? finding out your child has cancer and you cry is not. I mean, that's not self pity.
0: No, and I mean
1: that's genuinely something that is. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot going on there, there's and it's not. It's not there. necessarily about you. It's true. Can be true sorrow and fear. Yeah,
0: yeah, and so there's 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 a sorrow that leads to death there's a sorrow that leads to you know repentance and so all that to be said it's just important because in light of kind of everything we've been talking about you know i think i think more and more to make it to make it simple i think more and more people are hopefully seeing the need to really pursue truth because you know I mean again God, I feel so bad man just like I, I just <laughs> Jordan Pierce is really entertaining there's stuff that, but like we're, what we're talking about is you know even though it's couched in the in the context of like entertainment I guess it's ultimately we're always talking about truth truth is a person and it matters because you know these times demand life has always demanded it but these times demand that we be just more and more vigilant about pursuing truth and not being distracted with anything that would prop itself up as truth or against the truth you know and
4: And that's is is that's what
2: it can be so maddening and then i think you know we should move on to a question real quick because i have a good one and wrap up the last 10-15 minutes but that's what's so maddening for a lot of people in early recovery. I'm like, well, how do you feel about this? And i like, well, I feel this. I'm like, that's not true. You're not feeling. That's not how you feel. I'm like, okay, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, I could see. I could, okay, I feel this. I'm like, mm, that's not it either. And, you know, like father's done it to me. I've done it to other people where I'm just like rambling, 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 rambling. He's like, oh, I just am really, really mad about the way work went today. Like, there it is. That's the truth. That's what's actually going on. That's the thing. And and to be specific, like uh, a specific example in which father did that to me, I was meeting him when, and I was at a time, a spiritual low point in my life in which I was not really doing anything. No praxis, no practice, nothing. I was maybe following my prayer rule and that was it. My wife was seeing some stuff that I was not seeing about what was going on 2020 ish, blah, blah, blah. She was kind of ahead of me a little bit because she was really seeing some stuff. She's following your intuition i was talking to father about it i went to this whole long diatribe about like oh i just think god isn't like me because i my own struggles my own dad blah 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 and all oh, male authority figures that's why i have a problem with male saints sometimes all of which is none of which is true by the way none of that is true and then I, through like 10 minutes of father just sitting there looking kind of like he looks right now just sitting like me just talking to him talking to him talking to him i finally was like i guess it just bothers me that my wife is seeing things that i'm not he's like there it is that's it that's what's bothering you and i'm like okay all right yeah because that's why journaling is important you got to get there you can't like you got all this crap you got to get out of the way you
1: also got to want to get
2: there
3: you got to yeah. want to get there yeah you
1: gotta you gotta want
0: which self-pity yeah. is one of the things that keeps you from wanting to get there
2: oh, man yeah. is it ever
0: self-pity is right. kind of like spiritual self-abuse did you know the code word for self abuse? I mm-hmm.
4: talking
2: about the big old M word. Yeah. Um, okay, Father, I have a question here from Stealth. Is their name? Um, what is the Orthodox teaching regarding where evil originates from? I think I recall Father Terbo saying something along the lines of "No evil or sin comes from God." Paraphrasing here because I might uh, I may have what he I may have heard it wrong. However, it was pointed out to me to someone outside the faith that evil is created supported by the pride of Luc- Lucifer and the fallen angels, and they in turn create were created by God. As God is the creator of all things, darkness and light, then God not only permits evil for our growth through suffering, but technically is the origin of evil. Regretfully, I was pre- unprepared uh, for the argument, found myself unable to refute it. One thing I forgot to, oh, one thing I realized I forgot to add was that this person also said that God was not only created but supports all including evil until he doesn't do you need me to go over anything i know i kind of read it kind of fast but basically
0: it's all evil until he doesn't Um, i'm not sure
2: i get that part either Uh, maybe he supports all evil until uh judgment day
0: almost like god's capricious like i'll do this until i don't want to then i don't
2: that wasn't the way i took it it was till the end of days he allow he he supports evil until the end of days like i will support it, I don't. So,
0: like kind of passively by not doing anything about it
2: i yeah i guess it's like if um as long as it's serving a purpose i support it until it doesn't like i if i were an evil person and i was supporting i don't know Cyprian's run for mayor i'd be like Cyprian i'll support you as long as it benefits me and then i'm done you know you know what i mean like then i'll move on to something else but basically if God originated, if God has created all things, and God created Lucifer, and Lucifer is the origin, it, it can all be traced back to God. You know what I mean? So evil can be traced back to God. Good. Like
1: be, in a, in a nutshell, he's like, if God is the creator of all things, and evil is a thing,
2: so God created. is God the creator of evil.
0: Okay, no problem. No problem.
2: He bang this out in five minutes.
0: No problem. So evil has no life in of it itself. Evil is the absence of good. Lucifer was created good. and the the leaving <clears throat> the leaving of that natural leaving of his intention, meaning God's intention for, for his, his creation, his purpose, um, that is what is evil. And the fact that God allows him to do that is evidence of God's goodness, actually yes, yeah
1: could it could it, father could could a good analogy be something like people think that there's a such thing as hot and cold, but really cold, also, is, cold is the absence of heat, yeah, there's only heat
0: exist. yeah, cold doesn't exist. Cold is the absence of heat. there's right,
2: so evil is just the muck left
0: behind when God withdraws or or. When, yeah, you could kind of say that in one sense, but really, when.
2: I'm not know, sure I understand. So, I. So,
0: so, so, here's the thing, right? God created sentient beings, animals, uh, excuse me, angels and humans with a measure of freedom, right? That's a gift he gave. And that gift he doesn't, you know, renege on. He's just like, that's a gift that's given right this is this is not the source but this is what facilitates evil in that sense because lucifer and you know those who fell with them chose to leave their their original state and the the leaving of that is what is what is evil that's where evil comes from
2: okay all right
0: which this is important in the sense that like you get people who go too far into the symbolic uh wankery uh of like yeah you know evil's not even like you know evil is just purely you know the aid the demons are just purely a psychological mythological archetypical projection of man's you know base desires and blah 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 blah, blah right um or people will be like, well, you know, there really isn't the kind of personal aspect. There's a personal aspect to evil. But then they're like, well, but you said it doesn't exist. And and in order for something to not exist, therefore it can't have personhood. But the thing is, is that the personhood that we're speaking of in regards of the fallen ones, this is this is a kind of direct um, experience of revelation of their evil and that they left their state. And so it's it's this horrible disfiguring of personhood that lucifer as an entity leaves the goodness of his original state right
2: for corruption is
0: and is this kind of he becomes this abomination in which evil is now Lucifer is to the spiritual world what kind of like Frankenstein, you know, kind of like in the sense of philosophical, like with ontology and stuff like that, to what the Frankenstein is. Like the Frankenstein isn't alive, but it is, right? You, you understand what I'm saying? Like the Frankenstein, it's a living being, but like what is it?
2: Uh Frankenstein was the doctor. Not the, the monster. monster. The
1: monster. Yeah, the, Frankenstein's, the, monster. The Frankenstein's
0: monster. The Frankenstein Thank monster. You. monster. <laughs> Frankenstein's
1: monster. Thank you. So so father, is it is it? Maybe an idea of like order as versus disorder that that God is God's creation is created with an order and then to fall out of that consciously fall out of that order into dis and to choose disorder is to choose evil.
0: I mean, yes, but that's not the core of it because disorder okay. is definitely a property of evil. Okay, it's definitely a property of the demons because it's an affront to God because. Part of order is one of God's attributes and energies. You know, it's like mm. logos, right? But like, I'm just the point being is, evil doesn't have an existence in of itself. It's the absence of the good. Okay, that's it is why not, think,
1: it is not created. Yeah, that's evil why think, is not created.
0: The dualistic okay. thing of like you need to have evil and good. It's like no.
2: That's why no nothing is neutral.
0: Yeah, that's it's
2: either evil or good correct no so, because there can't be nothing
0: there is there can't be there is there-
2: well and interestingly first
1: chapter and i know that probably it doesn't translate exactly from the hebrew but first chapter of genesis god god creates and he looks and he says it's good yes mm-hmm. and then he creates and he looks and he says it's good so like it's saying that his creations are good but before so then what's before that is not created
0: mm mm-hmm. mhm Yeah, so what's before that is... So, this is the thing. God is uncreated. Yes. And everything else is created, including the demons. Yes. Right? Period. Full stop. Right? Mm -hmm. And so, everything was created good. Mm -hmm. I created everything good. And God gave the angels and man freedom. Mm -hmm. Right? That's where you... That's where evil is is wrought. That's not the source of evil, but that's where evil. That's like the the means by which evil is manifested is freedom.
1: So it's the choice.
0: It's the choice.
1: So it's it's about the choice.
0: God actually gave the choice because without it. it, that's not love, right? God God gives the choice, and both man and the angels, but the angels' choice to evil to reject god is different than ours
4: yeah mm-hmm.
0: you know it's different than ours we 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 choose in a measure of ignorance yes okay, okay. the angels don't the ang- that's why when the whole thing like even the angels were the, the angels have zero ignorance
1: so zero. the angels are are so the the, the fallen ones are really evil they're, like they're they're evil. more they're evil incarnate. They're more they're, evil than a human being could ever be no, because they lack ignorance.
0: Ever, ever. Which is which is why this whole thing of like when people Got talk it. about like oh evil they like, just man's projections. I'm like yeah. Once you've encountered a demon, once you've mm-hmm, encountered mm-hmm, truly a mm-hmm, fallen mm-hmm, spirit, mm-hmm. I don't care what you say to me. I, I mean, I don't care what you say. When it's like it's just it's just not. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: always yeah. smell and like feel christ like you kind of know sometimes with discernment that that's christ and then you always know when it's demonic like once once you experience it you're like yep that's that like
0: i mean you just when a, a little, person walks
2: in and their eyes are practically black and you're just like feel it coming off of them you're like yeah I, I don't know what to do with you. Like there is no, so just no so so father. So so is it our ignorance that
1: allows us to be fundamentally allows us to be saved? Because now I'm thinking, forgive them, father, for they know not what they do.
0: Uh huh. Uh-huh. So ignorance is also a gift because the fathers. Some fathers, excuse me, some fathers will talk about, you know, our the garments of skin are are. A mercy because if we were to actually see what was really going on we just we could would just it. we would we could not handle it
2: yeah um so there you go still
0: edifying thank you yeah
2: um okay i think that's about two hours um so yeah, that's two hours the thing i wanted to say there's a bunch of people who have reached out for father's contact information I have not reached out back to you. I just got a blessing to give it. So everyone who's awaiting an email back about that, I will get back to you just so everyone knows. Keep the questions coming And I've yet to put in an auto response for everyone emailing, but please keep coming. Like I've, I'm answering questions as we're going through. I love them. There are a lot of, what work. is your
1: email address?
2: Oh yeah. Andrew at Royal path network. Andrew, real Network. Andrew at Royal path. Network. Um, please send stuff. Please send stuff. It's it's like it's caused, it's been the um initiator of a lot of really, really good conversations. Um, really, really, like, really good conversations. Some stuff I've even gotten stuff out of. And I you know, I'm I'm the host of Royal Path and I'm getting stuff out. No, I'm just kidding. It's 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 been really beneficial, I think. Um, and a lot of times it seems like uh it puts a good it puts a good fire beneath all of us. Um we also have the playlist, and I wanted to ask you, Father, live on air, what era, because I went to go put Bad Brains on there on the playlist. But what era of Bad Brains do you want me to put on there? I thought about putting Blowing Bubbles on there, but that seemed a little facetious. Like I was like, ah, that might be a little bit too on the nose. But I was, I'm more of a Rock for Light guy. Like that's the one I that's really. my
0: favorite album.
2: Okay. That's what I'm going to put on there then. Rock for Light, like I Against I is sweet. I really like it, but for me, I think that's like that perfect XY yeah. axis of who bad brains is and who they should be was Rock for Light. So um I'll put that on there. Uh we have that playlist on Spotify, it's Royal Path podcast music, something like that. You'll find it. Um we also have our merch store. None of the money goes to us, it goes to the church at royalpath. I mean,
0: technically goes to
2: me, well. In a roundabout way, it pays our priest, so he doesn't have to get a second job at McDonald's. So, um, and eat the nest. where he would
1: never eat, where he would, yeah, would never, never eat,
0: eat.
2: You know, is Cyprian Royalpath dot merch?
1: No, RoyalPath.store.
2: I'm never gonna get it. <laughs> never ever gonna get it. RoyalPath.store. dot store. Um, and I think I think that is it. Um, Designers. What's that?
0: Designers designers oh yes
1: so so there was a uh something was brought up and this is so this is a call out i'll just make the call out this 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 is a a call out out to anyone who is a graphic designer who would like to be a part of this project um i personally think that we have fantastic thumbnails for youtube (laughs) however (laughs) however Uh, it has been brought up that the thumbnails could perhaps be a little more eye-catching and I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I don't think anybody has a problem with that. So if you are a graphic designer who would like to do a little something for for the show for free, for for free, who would like to do a little something as your contribution to this project, uh, we would love to have you and you can, uh, reach out to Andrew at royalpath.network and, uh, and now here's the only thing, here's the only thing. We're here every week, except for the weeks that we're not. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to take this on, the only thing that that I would ask, and I, I guess I will ask this on behalf of all of us, is that uh, please, if you're thinking about taking this on, please try to commit to continue to do it, because I think it would be a real shame if we had just a few weeks of some really cool thumbnails, and then we had to go back to the thumbnails that I make. Right. Yeah. Which I think are wonderful, They're
2: by the way. Lame. Lame. <laughs> but
1: but it would, but it would be great if you could commit to the whole, to to just do it for as long as we do the project. Uh, we and we would love to have you on the team, which is because for the it.
2: foreseeable future.
1: Foreseeable future,
2: indeed. Yeah. Um. So there's that. Please reach out. Please let us know. Um. It doesn't have to be crazy. Just something that that's maybe good. a little bit more eye eye catching or something like that's that good. than what we got now. And if there's no interest, that's not really a big deal either, because I still I like our thumbnails. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you. Please reach out. And thank you for having a good night. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye, guys.